Welcome to the Bedford First Assembly of God podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. We'd love to hear what God is doing through this ministry. If you have a story to share, send us an email at connect at bedfordfirstag.org. Also, feel free to visit our website at bedfordfirstag.org. You can view the live stream of our services and find out more about our church. Thanks for listening. Is it good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. It is good to have you in the house of the Lord this morning. God's here to touch your heart and touch your life this morning. Do you believe that? He's here to do for you what no one else can do. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be seated for just a little while. Amen. The praise band did a great, great job this morning. Amen. Give them a hand. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, it is... uh, and our kids are here. And while, while Bobby is heading out uh, with the kids, I do want to mention all the decorations around the church. Uh, she headed it up. Um, and we had tons of people in here decorating. And there was just a lot of fun and a lot of people uh, enjoying each other, laughter and everything else. But again, Bobby sort of headed this up. How many think she did a great job? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well... This is different, isn't it? He's back. Oh, no. (laughs) He's back. Oh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, Whenever the board uh, came to me uh, just a little while back and said, hey, you know, a pastor's leaving and and, uh, uh, Chris and Amy are coming to candidate, but they're not going to be able to be here for four years, Uh, (laughs) a few months, uh, how about, uh, you know, filling in and seeing what you can do to, to pastor and, and preach and do the different things? I was honored to be asked. Amen. Do you know that you all are a great group of people to preach to? Amen. Oh, brag on yourself. You're a great group of people to preach to. Amen. This is a marvelous church, and I have to tell you, and this is not uh, just some blowing that I'm doing, the best is yet to come. How many believes the best is yet to come? Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. And uh, uh, again, I'm not trying to influence your vote or whatever, but if Chris and Amy come, uh, uh, it's going to be a great time. Amen. They are, they're, they're choice people. Uh, if they don't get voted in, you're stuck with me for a little while. So I, you might want to consider that when you're voting. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, the board asked me, I'm going to go to my tie-tack brother. I'll let you get to where you're going first. He's running back and forth up there. There. Now I'm on. Yeah. Uh, the board came to me and said, hey, you know, we got this uh, position. You know, you want to fill it, you want to do it. And I said, uh, I, again, I would be honored to, to do that. And so really for the next few uh, weeks, maybe months, uh, you'll see my face up here. And uh, again, we'll just do the best we can uh, to present the the Word of God to each and every one of us and uh, see what the Lord has to do, amen? Uh, Because again, I think God's up to something, doing something cool. Uh, But uh, uh, one of the things I want you to know about is that whenever you are the interim pastor, that's like a junior pastor, okay? 
Uh, interim pastor is sort of like a junior pastor. You don't have any authority or power to do anything just on your own. Uh, the board's the one that sets the agenda. The board's the one that sort of uh, says this and this and this. And, and you all that have known me for a long, long, long time know that I follow rules really well. Yeah, not real. But I'll try. I'll try to follow the rules pretty well. But uh, again, over the next few weeks, this is December. Uh, next Sunday is again the, the candidating. You need to be here for Saturday and then for Sunday. Uh, cast your vote, vote if you're a voting member. Then the next Sunday uh, is a really more just a lot of Christmas music. The children will be in here. Uh, to sing uh, some songs. Uh, one of their uh, the youth, is, I mean, the children are going to play the keyboard. The praise team is going to lead us in some uh, uh, worship of, uh, of uh, you know, our Lord during Christmas time. Then the next Sunday, which is Christmas Day. How many knows the next Sunday is Christmas Day? I voted no. Board voted yes. We're having service that day, so uh, come out and be a part of it if you want to. I didn't throw them on the bus, did I? No, I didn't do that. Uh, so anyway, come and be a part of that. We have some people that's going to be playing some music. I'll be preaching a little bit, and, uh, and we'll have a great, great time. But if you can't make it, we understand, you know, it's Christmas Day. So either be with your family or be here with us and enjoy some uh, worship time and some preaching of the Word for that uh, Sunday morning. Amen. And then we head into the, the New Year's. Uh, the board has developed, uh, or has you, you all have done this for a long time, where you've had a, a week of prayer or a month of prayer. Is it a month or a week? Week. A week of prayer. And so uh, we're going to start out the new year with praying here in the church for a week. And I hope you do it more than just the week. But uh, we're going to have it in here. We want God to intervene. We want God to do what God can do. And uh, I, I want to tell you, when God gets involved, just watch out. God can do what He wants to do anytime He wants to do it. Now, as I was uh, sitting with the board and they were asking me to do this uh, uh, particular uh, uh, ministry for just a little bit, brother, you can slap that up if you want because I'm pushing on it. And it is on. There you go. Wow, some popping. As I was uh, being asked to do this, and I, I got up and I started walking out of the church, a, a scripture just gripped me. Just gripped me as I, as a matter of fact, I was still talking to him. I was going out, and the Lord was speaking to me about this portion of scripture and about, uh, uh, you know, all that it has to do. And so today I want to present what God has told me to present to you, uh, and hopefully, uh, some information about all of this and how God will uh, use this. First of all, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through uh, 5. It says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for her sin. Now, we missed uh, verse 1 uh, somewhere in that, in that translation. But okay, we'll go on. Let me read you verse 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says the Lord. And then to speak tenderly. It goes on in verse uh, 4. Uh, 
Uh, verse uh, 4, it says, Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground will become level, the rugged places a plain. And then it says this, which I think is absolutely wonderful. The glory of the Lord will reveal it, and, the, and, and, and all mankind together will see it. And then the last little line there is, For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen. How many knows that when the mouth of the Lord speaks something, it's done? It doesn't matter what you think, what I think, or anyone else thinks. Uh, when the mouth of the Lord says, this is what's going to happen, then it's going to happen. And you and I sometimes think, well, I don't know if it really that way or not. I mean, uh, people mess up and people disobey and people do this and do that. God has already been to the end of the, the, the world. Uh, he's, he has seen the last moments of mankind, uh, and he's already been there. He already knows what happens. Uh, you said, are you, are you just proclaiming sort of a, a fatalistic view of the, of the future? No, no, no. I am telling you that God knows exactly what's going on. The board thinks they found the guy for uh, the future of this church in, in uh, Chris and Amy Stubbs. Well, I want to tell you, God has already got things picked out anyway. God already knows what's going on. I'm reminded that in, in Acts chapter uh, 1, uh, you know, they, they, they've lost Judas and, and they're, they're in the upper room and they're having a revival, sure. They're, they're waiting for the Holy Spirit, but they're also having a business meeting. They are. They're having a business meeting up there. Because of Judas leaving, they had to replace him. And so as they're, they're, they're looking around, they're going, okay, we got two great candidates. And they did. Either one of them would be worthy to serve in that position. And what they did is they cast lots. Now, I, I've studied the casting of lots from time to time, and, and it's almost sometimes like playing, playing dice. That's the uh, translation sometimes, and sometimes it is about casting votes. And either way, uh, the one was picked, the other was rejected, not because of the casting of the lots, because the casting of the lots done exactly what God wanted to have done. And so the one was elected to take the place of Judas because it was God's will. Now, this scripture tells me, and, and, and as I looked at this scripture, uh, you know, uh, again, Isaiah chapter 40, comfort, comfort my people. And that stuck with my heart and life as I uh, went through the next uh, week or so of, 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 okay, now what do I do with this thing? How do I do? I have met people here in the church, as a matter of fact, you may be here this morning in this building, that are sad this morning. Your pastor is gone, some crazy guys up there preaching, and, and, and your norm is not there. And some of you are okay with everything changes. And the reason for that, you being okay, is you've been through this a few times. You've been through some changes a few times. Some of you have been, matter of fact, I've talked to a few people, this is the only pastor they ever knew. Pastor Bill and Sharon. They were the only pastor that they had ever known. 
And now again, they're gone. They're gone this morning. Uh, I think Pastor Bill is on a beach in Florida. I looked up the uh, temperature where he was at the other day. I texted him a few things. and blah, blah. But anyway, it was like 80-some degrees down there where he was at. Yeah. I said, you want to trade me places, you know, almost. But he's down there enjoying that time, thinking about his future. Sharon is, is, stayed home and she's working. And I know that the uh, kids program over there really misses her. She was an incredible worker in the children's area. And so there, are, there is someone missing this morning. And there are some people that are going, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. Whenever there's a change in leadership, sometimes there are people find their way out the door not to come back. Some people say, oh, there's new leadership. They find their way in because they like the leadership. And so that's just how it happens. But there's a scripture uh, uh, that I just read to you, and ask a very simple question. Who needs comforting? Who needs comforting? Well, every single one of us needs comforting from time to time. And then you ask yourself a similar question. Who needs to be comforted? Everyone. And this morning, you may be sitting by someone that is missing very desperately their pastors. Yeah. You became friends with them. You were close to them. Maybe the, maybe the staff, maybe uh, people around the church, maybe people that, were, that, know, that knew them real intimately. You're here today and your hearts are, are breaking because your pastor is gone. And really it's just happened and here we are. I want to tell you what, I don't care if you are okay today, there are people in the church that are not. And I would encourage you, if you are okay, matter of fact, the Scripture tells us, and it's up there, you can go ahead and go do that. The Scripture tells us that we're supposed to comfort other people like we have been comforted by the Lord. And, and so at one time in your life, it was you that were heartbroken. It was you that had problems with how the church was going and, uh, and the last little line, when they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given to us. You and I are here today because of God's comfort. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, whenever I was in Texas the last uh, year or so there, and I'm not telling you this for, oh, poor pastor, but uh, anyway, I was in stage three cancer. Can you tell me I'm almost, you know, I didn't know. Stage 3 cancer, and I was on chemo, and, and I wore a pump on Sundays and Wednesdays and preaching with this big pump on my side, putting uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, stuff into my body to help me with cancer. And I would have people come up to me, and they'd say, Oh, Pastor, uh, you know, my aunt's sister, sister's uh, Susie, uh, uh, her brother's cousin's nephew, they went just what you went through, and they're fine. I also had some said, well, you know, I, I had my cousin's brother, sister's aunt. She went through that and she died. You know, I, I think, thanks, thanks a lot for both of those things. But the problem was uh, they were sort of just poo-pooing my, my, my feelings. And, and, but I had some people come up to me that knew about uh, my struggle with cancer and the, the chemo that I was going through. And they would simply say, Pastor, I'm so sorry. 
and I love you and I'm praying for you. They didn't negate the fact that I was going through cancer and chemo. They didn't say, oh, you'll be okay, don't worry about it. They didn't say, yeah, you're probably going to die from it, so don't worry about that either. I always said, be absent from the body, be present with the Lord anyway, so who cares? But the fact of the matter is, if you run across somebody and you're smiling from ear to ear, you're excited about the future, and you see somebody that their faces don't look quite right, they have a little teardrop that's coming down your face, don't you dare say to them, oh, pooey on it, it'll be fine. You need to say, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be in prayer for you. I will lift you up if I possibly can. I will, if you need to talk to me, I'll talk to you a little bit. Because many of you, again, are just fine. You're cool. You're, you're great. But there's people that are not. And this scripture that when it came to me, as I was in that meeting and it started to head out, I, I, I said, we have a church filled with people that need comforting or to be a comforter. That may just be you today. That may be you on both sides of those equations. And I want to tell each and every one of you that are going through a struggle with a change, I am really sorry. I'm not sorry that I'm here pastoring and preaching right now, but I don't want to, I don't want to add to anybody's sorrow. I don't want to add to anybody's hurt. I am so sorry, and I'll be praying for you and trying to encourage you in any way I can. Because that's what the Lord has told us to do. As we look at this portion of Scripture, it, you know, it was sort of interesting that uh, you know, they had just came through Assyrian, uh, try to rule uh, uh, Hezekiah was going to die, and then he came back, and you know, all these kind of good stuff took place, and, and then they get to 40, and, and, and the word of the Lord comes and just comforts somebody. Is there someone beside you right now that needs comforting? Is there somebody in front of you or back of you that needs comforting? Or you yourself? Let's pray. Father, right now, Lord God, right now, comfort, Lord God, those that need comforting. Touch, Lord God, those that need touched. Lord God, let us that have been through this maybe a few times and we're okay. Father, let us say to the ones that are struggling today, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's happened. And we're going to be praying for you. We're going to love on you. Lord God, do something marvelous in this congregation. Minister and meet every need, Lord God, that is here. And Lord God, we're going to give you thanks. And we're going to give you praise. And we're going to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. No, I'm not done with preaching. <laughs> Everybody go, whoa, that was a short one. Scripture talks about as you read on through this that the valleys are going to rise up, the hills and the mountains are going to go low, the, the rough places are going to become plains. What was that? The Lord says he's going to make your life a little bit easier. A little bit easier. It's going to flow a little bit better. He says in that scripture that your sins are, 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 and your hard labor is done. How many would like to harvest where you did not plant? See, there, there's something about church that's interesting. There are some people that have been chosen to plant, pastor-wise. Some to water and to 
till the ground and to pick out the, uh, uh, the weeds and everything else. But there's sometimes people that are just blessed with a harvesting. It's not because I'm here, it's because he's here. And I believe that we can be in a season of harvesting now. I don't want to hand over to uh, Chris and Amy, if they get elected, a church that is still struggling financially and that is still uh, struggling numerically. I think God can do a miracle way before they ever get here so that we can hand them over a church that they're not going to have to dig out of the ground, uh, that they will enjoy and be blessed by, that they can take it from that point up to the next uh, level. This is what God wants us to do in this next a little while I am never discouraged about the things of God I've been through the ups and the downs and the rounds and the rounds as a pastor but the one thing I know God is worthy God wants to do something if you were around while I was here years ago you've heard me say this God wants to save souls more than you want to save souls God wants to save your loved ones more than you want to save your loved ones. God wants to baptize people in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues more than you ever thought about. God wants to have that baptismal up there filled with water on a regular basis to baptize people as they confess Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord. This is what God wants to do, and He can do it now. We don't have to wait for the future to come around. He can do it today. He can do it next week. Yes, I know we're in a, a Christmas a vibe now, but you know what? People can still get saved uh, in Christmas time. Amen. Do you love the Lord this morning? The Lord is incredible. There's a scripture that I don't have any other scriptures. You can just put whatever that uh, comfort my people back up if you want. A very, very famous portion of scripture. Uh, if I, whenever I say the title of it, you will quote it just yourself. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Wow. Wow. I've pastored four churches. This was next to the last, and we went down to Texas. I've told you that God has directed my path every moment of my life. The steps of a righteous man, not, I'm not calling myself any better than you all, a righteous person, are ordered of the Lord. And I, I joked with some people recently that whenever I was getting ready to leave this place, uh, there was a church open in Louisiana. Uh, and me and the, the guy from, uh, well, one of the guys here in the state was, was the final two guys to go to this church. Uh, it was a little bitty church that seated 3,000 people. And, uh, and my flesh said, cool, I'd like to do that. Yeah, seat 3,000 people, ran a couple thousand people, and uh, he was picked, not me. And I was, I, I was, I was then taken to this church in, uh, outside of Houston, Deer Park, uh, and uh, there in that place, there was about 75 people. <laughs> yeah, you know, yay. And, uh, and we had a, a great time there. We, 
we grew from that to about 400 and all that kind of stuff. And great, great people, great church. But I remember, and I think I've told you this maybe one other time, I was standing in the fellowship hall one day and uh, talking to one of the board members. And, uh, and I said, boy, isn't it wonderful to be in the south? Because it was wintertime. It was snowing up here. It was 80 degrees down there. I said, oh, isn't it wonderful to be in the south? And he says, oh, no, 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 you're not in the south. You're in the southwest. I had a prophecy given to me one time that said I was going to go to the south and the west. Very clear. And I never thought about the prophecy until he said that, oh, no, you're in the southwest. Bing! God ordered my steps right where I was supposed to be. Me not even concentrating on it. Me not even thinking too much about it. I was where I was supposed to be. And I rejoice in the Lord that he's never at a loss. He's never at a loss for where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do, uh, how we're supposed to do it. Uh, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, and I've joked with your pastor that, uh, you know, it, it was the longest uh, uh, resigning that I've ever heard, seen, you know, about eight months or whatever. Uh, but you know, the fact is, the moment he left the church was exactly when God knew he was going to leave. God knew that I was going to come back up from... Uh, from Houston area, I was going to kick around here for a while, and the board was going to come and say, hey, you want to fill in for a while? And me say, yeah, okay, I'll do that. It was not a surprise to God to do any of this. God knows what he's doing. And this is his church, and he has the desire to build his church that the gates of hell cannot even prevail against. I think that, uh, you know, and I've, I've heard people say, oh, I've actually heard this in here. Oh, I wish, I wish God could do just a miracle. I, w- I wish somehow we could grow. And, and, and I have to tell you, I'm sick of the excuse of COVID. Let's forget about COVID. Put it aside. Matter of fact, uh, my, my, children, my grandchildren uh, go to a church occasionally down in in the Salem area, we live right down there, and it's a, it, they're Christian churches, they're really nice churches, but you know, not Pentecost or whatever, and they run maybe 150 people, 200 people on Sunday morning, and their youth groups are 150, or 50, I should say, and 75. It's just amazing. We need to forget about what we can't do and start contra- uh, concentrating on what we can do because it's not us that's going to do it, is our Lord that's going to do it. And so as he was giving you this scripture uh, uh, in Jeremiah, it was plans to not harm you, but to prosper you. I would say to you, and I don't want to minimize your hurt if you're hurting this morning because your pastor is gone, but I want to tell you, God did not have all this change take place to harm you. That's not why he did that. It was a time for the season of the church to change. The time for the season of the church to change. Now, I'm not a great prophet. I'm not some great uh, speaker of what God has said. 
But years and years and years ago, when we built all of this, and for you that don't know, I was the, I was the builder of all of this uh, as the pastor. The Lord said that we're not going to be a, just a town church or an area church in the town. That we're not going to be just a little region. We're going to be a South Central Indiana church. And whenever I was here, we had people coming an hour to get here to church. We had people coming from all over the place. Uh, if, if, you, if you would uh, dial in to watch church and they, the area was doing it, it would pop right down to Bedford. And, and, and it wasn't because of me, it's because he said so. Aren't you glad that God says something once in a while? And we can, we can honor what he says and we can trust what he says. Now, if God said it back then, I don't think... He's changed his mind. Come on, that's right. Can I have him? Amen. That's right. He hasn't changed his mind. He's not said, oh, well, that was back then and this is now and, and this has changed and that's. No, 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 no. God is in the business of keeping his promises. Matter of fact, the children of Israel went into Egypt uh, and he says, I'm going to get you out of there. My goodness, it was 400 years later. But he kept his promise. I don't want to wait 400 more years for God to do something incredible. I want God to do it now. He's not going to harm you. He's going to prosper you. It is a little scary to go through change. Matter of fact, the church I left in, in, uh, in Deer Park, Texas, they were without a senior pastor for a year. They had an interim pastor for a year. If you would have told me that whenever I resigned and moved on, I would have said, you're nuts. A year. And now they have a pastor there that's just blowing the doors out of this thing. Man, it is going, it's blowing. Great things are taking place. Souls are being saved. Lives are being changed. Uh, uh, people are going to, and, and matter of fact, I had one lady that hated me from the mo moment I got down there. I don't know why. I'm a good guy. But anyway, uh, whenever I resigned, she, she told somebody, well, now we'll finally have revival. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> hurt my little pee-picking heart. No, I, I don't know if my heart can be pee-picking hurt. I want to tell you, God is here today, again, to not harm you, but to prosper you, to give you peace. Wow. There's something marvelous about peace. I taught Sunday school class last week. A couple board members were in there, and we was all talking. And we talked about the, uh, Jesus taking the disciples in a boat and across the, 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 the lake. And, you know, the waters and the rain comes and goes, and the, they're all going to die. And Jesus is asleep in, in the boat. And, 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 and he tells them, hey, we are going to the other side. Why didn't they just say, no, 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 we're not going to die because Jesus said we're going to the other side. But they, they got distracted, and I told some of the board members, during this transition, it's going to be easy to get distracted because not everything goes all the time well. Sometimes it, it is hurtful to go through these things. But I want to tell you, we need to understand and remember, God said, we're going to the other side. If a, if a storm comes occasionally, guess what? Still going to make it. Now, I... You know, we, we blame these stupid uh, uh, disciples. Now, my wife always gets on me for saying, you know, 
dumb disciple. You know, they, they'd seen Jesus. He'd raised the dead, fed thousands, and done all kinds of things. And they're out in the boat, and they're going, dude, we're going to die. We're going to die, and we know we're going to die. Why didn't they just remember what God said? I'm telling you today that I remember what God has said. You should remember what God has said. This isn't over because the Lord is going to do amazing things abundantly above all that we can ask or think. How many can think pretty good size? How many can ask for great things? He says that's nothing. Watch what I can do. The Lord wants to do it in your heart and in your life. Wow, I've only preached a half hour. Let me see if I can come up with something else. That's it. That's about it. I'd like for somebody to come back. Matter of fact, if the whole band wants to come back, that's fine with me. I don't care. They can play something. I want this morning for us to pray for one another. I want us to minister to one another. Now, whenever I was here, and every church I've ever pastored, we always had the elders of the church come. The Bible says call for the elders of the church. Let them take anointing oil, put it on your forehead, pray over you, and guess what? Things will be done. Come on up, it's all right. Things will be done. Now, I don't know who all the elders are. Come on up, though. Board members, you, you're, you're elders as far as I'm concerned. The anointing uh, oils are back here. They're big old things, too. Don't want you to run out of anointing oil, do they? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we love you. There is nobody like you. Father, we stand in awe of you. Stand in awe of your presence and your power. Father, I've done what you told me to do. Lord, we're going to comfort one another. We're going to tell them, Lord God, there is hope for a tomorrow, for a future. We trust you, Lord. We trust your direction, your guidance, and your help. Now, Father, we've called for the elders of the church as you instruct us to do. And Lord God, there's people here that need something from you. Lord God, whether their hearts are crushed by the loss, Lord God, of their pastors. Father, whether they're just going through tough times themselves, maybe they've lost a loved one or going through difficult times. Father, if they just want to be blessed of you, feel your presence and your power. Lord, let us be brave this morning. Let us not hide out in a pew if it's for us to step out and come for prayer. Father, as the praise team leads us for a few moments in, in, in some music. Father, nudge people that need to step out and receive prayer this morning and be blessed this morning. In Jesus' name. If you're here this morning and you need something from the Lord, I don't care for what it is. It might be healing in your body. 
It might be a touch in your spirit. Your heart needs to be lifted and encouraged. Just step out and come. Gather around any one of these. They're going to they're ask you what you have need of, and they're going to be praying for you. Very, very quickly, this is not the only ones that need to be down here. There's more that needs to be here. Anybody, very quickly, you just say, I have, I, I have a need. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here and you're, you love praying for people, you can stand and come. It's okay. I know you may not be an official elder. Brother Jim, I'm looking at you. If you want to come pray for somebody, do it, brother. Amen. We're just going to wait on the Lord for a few moments. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing can stand again. We're just going to wait for a while. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. I didn't want heaven without us. Feel free, so people. Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. Thank you, Lord. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name. Your father, we're just going to wait for a minute. Yours is the name above all. 
What a powerful name it is. Thank you, Lord. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. You Anybody else have a need this morning? Before we get ready to close. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name. Anybody else? We're going to get ready and close here in just a second. If you have a need, feel free to come. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, speak to your people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, your grace, your love. Thank you, Lord God, that you are in this place to have your will, your way done. Lord God, there are people in this community. There's people in our surrounding areas that needs to be here for many reasons. Father, reach out by your spirit and draw people. That, Lord God, we would see, Lord God, not just numbers for numbers' sake, but, Lord God, we would see numbers for soul's sake. Souls coming to you. Lives being changed. Lord God, we are going to anticipate your touch, your Holy Spirit moving among us. Lord God, bless this people right now. And Lord God, we give you thanks and praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' precious and wonderful name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember this coming Saturday. The question and answer next Sunday, the candidacy and the voting, and then on down through the month with Christmas programs and different things. Come and invite somebody to come with you. God bless you. It's been good to have you in the house of the Lord. Tell somebody you love them. Give somebody a handshake, a hug around the neck as you're leaving today. God bless you. You're dismissed.